This message is brought to you by ABC Church in Ammonford, West Wales. For more information, please visit our website at www.abclife.org. Well, God bless you all. If it's your first time at ABC, we give you a very, very warm welcome. If you're joining us online as well, great to see you. I don't know about you, but I hate it when it happens. Do you hate it when it happens? Let me explain in a minute. Because it always happens at the worst moment. It always happens when you've got something really busy to do, where you've got a message to send or a call to take. You know what I'm talking about. It's when your mobile phone, how many mobile phone owners are there in the house? Come on, put your hands up. Put your hands in the air like you just don't care. Go on. Actually, put them down. That's just a load of B.O. over the person next to you. We don't want to do that. But when it comes up with that updates required... How many of you love updates to your phone? Because it always comes at the wrong moment, doesn't it? Any of you feel my pain? Okay, just the millennials. Just the millennials here feel the pain of you. You're wanting to send that message. It's normally to your mum, letting her know that you'll be home early. Not. It's, it's, it's a message that you send, and when you, you send it, it comes up with, you have updates. You have updates to install. And what do you press? You press that button, begins with a capital I, and you hit ignore. Do we all do it? Do you hit ignore? Come on, hands up, confess everyone. Those of you that hit ignore, because we're all so, so busy. And it's fine for about another four hours. And then it comes up again, always at the wrong moment, isn't it? And it comes up again. And we, and we hit ignore again. And we hit ignore. Thank God for Apple. You know, we'll all be using Apple in heaven. Just letting you know. No Android in heaven. We'll all be using Apple in heaven. Yeah, well, it's a fruit, you know, and it's all really healthy. Uh, but I love Apple because this week my iOS update updated. Did yours update? Yeah, you've got to make sure it's plugged in overnight. And then it installs it wonderfully overnight. So while I'm sleeping... The iOS update goes to my phone, and it's all done, and I'm fine. So I'm going to go into a cybersecurity moment with you all. Those of you that uh, know uh, the kind of uh, my uh, kind of one of my roles in leadership is I lead a business called Continuum, and I lead uh, Europe, Middle East, and Africa uh, for Continuum. And my mission through Continuum is to help keep the world cyber safe. So please, when the Button comes up on your phone, don't hit ignore. Allow those updates to come in, because those updates, just cybersecurity moment, let me just teach you for a minute if I can, does three things. The first thing that it does is it patches your phone from any possible security breaches. Any of you read about WhatsApp and Facebook and Instagram that have had security breaches in the past that... uh, People that want to do all kinds of manner of wrong things with your data are able to get hold of it because we hit ignore. Keep your phone patched up. Get rid of all those little red notifications all over your phone. Get rid of them and update your phone because the first thing it does is it patches your phones for security. The second thing that it does is removes all kinds of bugs that might be in your phone, you know, that thing where you're doing something and you do, it was a feature that's in your 
app on your phone and then it crashes and then oh, you have to restart it again. So to get rid of bugs. And as well as that, and probably the thing that millennials like the best is all kinds of new features that get installed into your phone at the same time. So cybersecurity moment, please don't hit ignore. Please hit the other button that says accept. And you know, it's a strange thing in life, isn't it? It's a strange thing in life that it's in our very human nature to ignore the things we should be doing and to accept the things that we don't want to accept. Oh, it gets worse, church. It gets worse than this because all of you hit accept when you shouldn't accept. You see, the problem is you can be on your desktop or you can be on your Mac or you can be on your mobile device and you just go to that website. And that cookie thing pops in at the top and it says, we need to validate your information for marketing purposes. And you don't check it, do you? You don't read all the small print that they are going to use your data and sell it to other companies. Most of us don't bother adjusting the thing so that, no, I don't want anybody else to contact me. No, I don't want you to sell information on my browsing history to anybody else. I don't want to do any of that. We just go and hit that big red button that's up the, at the top of our screen and we just go, accept. Hands up those of you that do that. <laughs> Guilty. So no wonder all of us have all the inbound stuff that we hate. No wonder all of us have emails that we never asked for being sent to us. We have phone calls that we never asked for phoning us. I had a phone call this week. Apparently, I had a car accident two weeks ago. I did. I've, Phil, have you been involved in a car accident? I thought, was I asleep? Like, what happened at the time? She says, yes, yes, yes. It's according to our records, you've had a car accident. I said, look, I can assure you, in every car that I've been in for the last two weeks, I'm pretty sure I've not had an accident unless somebody else has reported something that happened when I didn't know it. And if I have one more PPI call, oh, hey, PPI, I never ticked the insurance box ever. My wife is in financials. Do you feel my anger in this moment? I never ticked the box. I didn't want any other phone calls, but someone out there has sold my information to a third-party company. I don't want another mobile phone. I'll make the decisions myself, please. Hello, Mr. Morgan. I think your mobile phone contract is up for renewal soon. Yes, it is, and I don't need any help from you. Thank you very much. <laughs> have you had those moments? Can I confess? Good for me to have a confession moment with you all here today. Is it good to confess our sins? confess our sins to one another must be honest when these people phone me back two three times in a row it does get a little bit annoying so I know I have preached here on be a nice human <laughs> I know I have preached here on overlooking certain things but I am of the opinion sometimes that if people repeatedly waste your time that you reap what you sow I mean, there's a Bible verse right there for that, isn't it? That we reap what we sow. So I've quite often taken a moment when I've got enough time and I've picked up the phone and says, your mobile phone is up for a new one. Yes, yes, can you let me know what deals you, you have available? And they respond wonderfully because it's the third time they've phoned me when I've asked them not to phone. And they say, yes, yeah, so bear with me a second. I'm, I'm just busy at the moment. Can, can I just put you on hold for a moment? Oh. I put them on hold. I do. 
And I never pick it up. And I never pick it up again. And I leave them there. And I tell you, it's happened once that 15 minutes later, I go to pick up my phone to phone somebody else. And when I go to pick up my phone to phone somebody else, I go, what's this call? Hello? Hello? He said, oh, about your mobile phone contract. <laughs> that has happened once. That has happened once. And then I've never done that ever since I confess my sins to you all here. But do you feel my irritation? Do you? Am I scratching where you're itching this morning? Am I? That we all feel these things and we all have this in our digital life. Fundamentally, because we ignore the things we should accept and we accept the things we should ignore. The title of my message to you this morning as we turn to the scriptures and we look at a verse in the Bible in Matthew 7 verse 14 where Jesus talks about the kingdom of heaven. And he talks about the kingdom being very much like so many different things. Jesus talks in the Gospels. If you read it, I hope you've got a Bible. If, you're not, if you haven't got a Bible, go to YouVersion app. It's the most, one of the most popular apps in the world. Download that to your phone, and it's a Bible. It's called the YouVersion Bible that you can have, and you can customize its features and all of it to do. And I'm pretty sure they ask you for information as well, so they can mark it to you too. But hit ignore okay download the app but hit ignore to all the marketing messages and you can download that app and you can read the scriptures and in the gospel Jesus talks about the kingdom of heaven about the life now and the life hereafter the kingdom is both now and later and so because we are children of the kingdom of heaven he paints this picture for us about the kingdom of heaven and how to enter it. And in Matthew chapter 7, verse 14, Jesus writes and he says this. Small is the gate and narrow is the way. Small is the gate, narrow is the way. And my message to you this morning is simply titled, entitled, Accept or Ignore. Let's pray. Father God, as we turn to your word this morning, Lord, I pray that you would presence yourself amongst us by your Holy Spirit, that you would help us to understand the scriptures and understand this wonderful place that you talked about that is ours both now and after called the kingdom of heaven. And as we come around the word, your word, O oh Lord, anoint my lips, I ask. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable to you, I pray, my Lord and my Redeemer. Amen. Amen. Accept or ignore. In fact, last month, if we go back a couple of months ago, most of us had never, ever heard. How many of you heard of a place called Whaley Bridge? We'd never heard of it. Some of you here, I know our past trucker, Gareth, had probably covered every piece of tarmac in the United Kingdom at some time or other in his truck, eating his Yorkie bar. <laughs> some time or other, he probably had to get rid of a load or pick up a load in Whaley Bridge. But it's been in the news. Why has it been in the news, everyone? It's been in the news 
because the reservoir wall started crumbling apart. And we saw this on screen. If we have a look at some of these pictures that we've got coming up here, there it is. So there's the town of Whaley Bridge. That is, do you observe it yeah. from this picture that we got here on screen? Uh, do you think that roof there is above or below the waterline for the reservoir? Uh, quick, quick show of hands. Is that above or below? It is below, isn't it? It's below. And yeah, and, and, and so next screen, have a look at this. So, you know, this whole town or half of the town is having to be evacuated because of the dam. Good idea or bad idea? Good idea, isn't it? We don't want people, you know, I mean, if you've got a canoe in your back garden, you might get away reasonably quickly uh, from it. But it's probably the best idea is for you to leave your possessions uh, and not children or animals, take them with you and, 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 and get out of there as, as quickly uh, as we can. And look at these pictures that I can show you. Ooh. Ooh, would, that, would that worry you? Well, that would worry me. Water trickling through because I've done a little bit of dam building myself when I was a child at a stream. Have any of you done that? Oh, it's great, isn't it? It's fine until you come to the final bit of the dam and put the last bits in and the water pressure throws it all over, doesn't it? But we know as dam builders that are here and that we've built it when we were children that after a period of time, the water comes up and up and up and it shows all the weak point in your reservoir, doesn't it? And then eventually it'll cascade over and it's gone. Very, very, one of the things that Fion loved doing the most was building dams in the river. Messed up child. Anyway, <laughs> next picture. So there was two strategies to this. Number one, let's get rid of the water. Water is bad, so they, so they brought in the army and General whatever his name is. Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, they're allowed to have, I learned to the news this morning, they're allowed to have moustaches and beards now uh, in the army. Thank God for that. So they had to pump all the water out. So look at these pictures of water being pumped out of the reservoir in massive rate of knots so that we can prevent, prevent the, the reservoir from bursting. And look at this. Here we go. Chinook helicopters. That's not something that those guys do every day, is it? Chinook helicopter. What are we doing? What's the mission today? Well, we are taking loads of sandbags and we are going to dump them in the reservoir. Okay, Sergeant Major, off we go. You know, that, that, no questions asked. Just get it in there and filling it all back up to shore the dam. How cool. Would you like that mission? Noting that that very Chinook is below the waterline right now as it seeks to drop that in. And we all saw this on the news, didn't we? Did you all think it was very, very exciting? Yeah, because you don't live in Whaley Bridge. Yeah, if you lived in Whaley Bridge, I tell you what, you are watching that all the time because all your worldly possessions are down below. And then this came along then, look, they packed it all up. And then the final picture that we've got here that I want to share with you is this one here, like they dumped all of this stuff in there to shore it all up, and we saved the day in good old British fashion. Ta-da! We didn't have the theme music. Na, 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 na. No, we didn't use that one. We didn't know that wasn't good. Because we saved the day. How immense was that? And everyone's possessions, because it was going to cost billions if this dam had broken. And all of you are thinking, is there a sermon coming anytime soon from Pastor Phil? Yes, there is. But wait for it. This is the map. Have a look at this. 
Come in the next over. Is it? Oh, I missed the map. Have I missed the map? Oh, gangster. The last picture I had to show you, and I don't know what's happened there, is the path of the water had it burst. That it would have wiped out nearly half of the town of Whaley Bridge. And you know what stunned me? What stunned me about the whole story is learning a couple of days later that there were nearly 30 people. Nearly 30 people at what? How many of you heard it? Nearly 30 people at what? Refused to move. Hello? I mean, I don't get it, do you? Like, I, I'm trying to process all of this stuff. Now, maybe if your prized possessions and everything are there, and, and maybe you think, oh, this is an usual overreaction from f uh, services. Like, I mean, how many of us have fire alarms that go off in the offices? And we say, there it goes again. Someone's been burning toast. And the, and the problem is we have all of this stuff that comes into our lives that when there's a genuine emergency, a lot of the time we don't believe. And I don't know what happened that in that town where there's some of the people are just stubborn where some of them are just stupid sorry i'm just saying it so some are or there are any other reasons that someone maybe has 16 tons of gold bullion buried in the garden and there's no way they are leaving there with a the gold i don't know what's going on but it made me ponder once again about accepting or ignoring and fortunately for us there the uh the whole Catastrophe was avoided, but once again, finding yourselves in a moment that you would think is perfectly logical for us to just accept rather than ignore. I don't get it, do you? Are you sure about that now? Are you sure about that? Okay then, so can I ask, when Jesus says to us, that small is the gate, narrow is the way, why do we find that so difficult to accept? Oh yeah, oh yeah, but faster, like you can talk about mobile phones and you can talk about Whaley Bridge, but please don't talk about me. You don't talk about my bad attitude, and as Paul says quite often, in his prayer, he says, wretched man. And he says, he says, the things I want to do, I don't do. And the things that I don't want to do, I do. And so many of us have this consistent struggle in our lives. That the door or the gate is small and the way is narrow. But we pick the broad way, time after time, after time. And as I was considering a lot of the illustrations and preparing for this message, my thoughts turned to a scripture and a story that Jesus talks about. And you all know it. It's called the sawdust and the plank. You know the story. He says, how dare you Point out the sawdust that is in your brother's eye when you have a plank in yours. How dare me judge you here and now because you accept the cookies and you 
ignore, not cookies, this is not, oh, sorry, let's help get the boomers up to speed. This is not cookies, it's not biscuits that we're eating after. This is cookies on an app that store information. Okay, hopefully that'll help, come see me after. But we accept the cookies and we ignore the patches and updates that's required on our phone. Or we judge the people of Whaley Bridge when we have a plank in our own eyes. Why do we do it? Well, I'll tell you why we do it. The reason we do it is we all have a particular worldview. We all have a particular way of seeing the world. So if I put these shades on here, what would happen, apart from me looking like Stevie Wonder, uh, <laughs> what would happen if I put these shades on? What do you think happens to my vision? Come on, shout out. Gets darker, yes. More? Skewered, yes, I'm looking for some, uh, you know, some physics answers here, if I will. Come on. What does it do to light? It leads, come on, there's a light spectrum, isn't there? Come on, Roy G. Biv, you remember it? Red, orange, yellow, green, blue, indigo, violet. It leads, leads certain types of light through colors, doesn't it? And stops other types of light. Yes, anyone here in physics? Right, okay. Right, that's good. Look at that, eh? So somebody else saying, it makes me feel safe when I wear glasses because I can feel that I'm behind it. Isn't that, isn't that cool? So what happens? It impairs our vision, doesn't it? And so lots of us have got different types of spectacles that we see the world in. And the way that we see the world is determined by the way that we've been brought up. It's determined by our social circumstances. It's decide, decided by our genetics to some extent. There's lots of inputs that have go in, gone into making the amazing creation that you see in front of you today. <laughs> it's a miracle, isn't it? Well, it's definitely a wonder. And some of you are thinking it's a horror show. But I am who I am because of my father and mother, because I have their genes and their genetics, this is who I am. That's why I am vertically challenged and I'm five foot, five and a half. That half's important. And how I am with all the skills and talents and abilities and the weaknesses and bad habits and all of the stuff that we have. I am who I am because of social engineering. And it's very, very difficult to, first of all, when it comes to talking about finding the gate and understanding that there's a narrow way, if you don't even believe that those things exist in the first place. You know, a lot of people have an atheistic mindset. They think that we are just matter, and because we are matter, it doesn't matter. And because they think we just live, we die, that's it. There's no life hereafter. Other people... Um, I believe in kind of intelligent design and they're on that journey. Russell Brand is, is one such like person. If you listen to his podcast, Under the Skin, very, very interesting. The journey that he is going on as an individual of having moved from being uh, an atheist to being ag an agnostic. Or as, the, you know, as I've said before, you know, what we don't know and don't understand far out out expands what we do know and do understand. So how can we say we know these things when we are so puny? So we have a particular worldview. 
And so even for those of us that have confessed to follow Christ, and we say, right, I believe there's a gate. And we find that gate that's very small. Now, it's not small just to have five foot, five and a half people go through it. It's small. And the reason it's saying it's small is saying not many people will find themselves going through this gate. Because the reality of life, and you found this yourself, when we share the gospel story, when we share the story of Jesus, when we talk about the kingdom of heaven with most people, they turn around and they say, yeah, right. Don't they? Because narrow is the way. And few there be that find it. And so what we need to do when we talk to people about the gospel and when we want people to accept instead of ignore, we have to meet them at their very point of need. I was cleaning the office yesterday. That was a, a mission in itself. And uh, Sarah came in this morning and saw that I'd cleaned the office and she thought we'd had a burglary. But as I was cleaning, I don't know whether this birthday card from, but thank you for the birthday card that one maybe somebody sent that's unsigned here. But it did, ma did make me laugh as I was uh, clearing up because the card says this. A man was caught in a flood. Two men came by in a boat to rescue him, but he waved them away, shouting, No, the Lord will save me. One hour later, another boat came along. And again, the man said, No, the Lord will save me. Eventually, a helicopter arrived but the man replied in a disinterested way the lord will save me exclamation mark unfortunately the man drowned and at the gates of heaven he asked saint peter peter why why didn't the lord save me and saint peter replied for crying out loud mate i sent two boats and a helicopter what more do you want me to do And quite often, what happens in our lives for the things that we are supposed to be doing, we know God has called us to follow him. We know God has called us for a particular purpose. But instead, we accept the lies and we hit ignore to his purpose. And his purpose is narrow. His purpose for you is narrow. It's difficult. The Christian life and life in general is difficult, is it not? Come on, guys. I know what it's like when you're in that car showroom. Oh, oh, it's a lovely car, isn't it? And suddenly, your car that you're driving is not, oh, it doesn't smell like that car, does it? The smell of a new car. Or, but, and, and you know you can't afford it. But that salesman does his magic on you. And then before you know it, you're signed up in a four-year PCP agreement. He's giving you next to nothing. For, but you're, at least you're driving a brand new car. All those pair of trainers that... Are you aware that trainers speak to teenagers? They do. They say, buy me. Wear me. I'd look so cool on you. They do. They do. It's, it's something that doesn't happen to us as boomers. We're happy with our sandals. But they say, and you can't afford it. You should be spending your money on something else. But we give into it. And that cake shop that we should be passing, or that dress, sorry girls, I'm not leaving you off the hook. Or that dress that, that speaks to you too, dresses speak 
by me. And the things that we know are good for us, we ignore. And the things that are bad for us, we accept. And we do this in every aspect of our lives. More so than now, because we're so busy. We're so consumer-driven. If there's one thing that social media does is, you know, it, you, you, we compare everyone's highlight reel with our backstage. That's a quote from Stephen Covey, uh, from Stephen Furtick, sorry, not Stephen Covey. We look at everybody else's lives and everyone else's lives look so grand and we think at our life or whatever. Like, don't do that comparison thing. Just stay in your lane, do your own thing and just follow Jesus. And whatever he says to you, do it. Because that door is really small. That gate is really small. Will you accept the door? Because in accepting that door and going on the narrow path, it's really narrow. There ain't a truckload of people running down that path with you right now. There ain't people rushing like it's the next sale at 6 a.m. in the morning or whatever it is. There's nobody rushing to this place. Because this is a place, that's a place where, as we've done today, we have to get on our knees. And we have to say, Lord, I surrender my life to you. I surrender my ways to you. I'm going to follow you. I have decided to follow Jesus no turning back. No turning back. The cross before me. The world behind me. No turning back. No turning back. Though some... What's the line goes? Brenda, you know this. Still I will follow. What does it go? some reject or some fall away still I will follow no turning back no turning back because it's a small gate now great news I think it's small width not small height so Gary you're a great mate you'll get in <laughs> will you follow or are we going to treat God like we treat our mobile device and we're going to say okay God here comes another notification another notification from God we hit ignore and we hit ignore and we hit ignore and there's loads of other messages coming from all and sundry and to those messages we hit accept and we hit accept and we hit accept and we wonder how on earth we ended up in this mess can I tell you why I'm a Christian do you really want to know why I'm a Christian the reason I'm a Christian is God gave me a free will to be able to choose. And when I was in charge of my life, we ended up in a right mess. My life was a mess without God at the center of it. And I'm convinced I wouldn't be doing what I do in life or anything else if I was not convinced of this radical truth that everyone's life is better off with God at the center of it. Whether you're a celebrity and whether you're Jeff Bezos with your billions, I am convinced that your life, Mr. Bezos, is better off with God at the center of it. 
or if you're down at your luck or if your life is against you and if you are grieving and you are mourning I am convinced that your life is better off with God at the centre of it I don't even care and understand what I'm saying when I'm saying this I don't even care if you're struggling with debt, struggling with life-controlling problems, struggling with so many different things. I don't care. And the reason I don't care is because I know that God is bigger than your addiction. God is bigger than your debt. God is bigger than any circumstance or situation that will come your way. And if you're trying it your way, if you're doing it your way, then maybe that's why we are where we are. Because when I did my will be done, we got in a whole load of mess. And maybe if you're listening online, you are right now doing my will be done. You said, I got this, I got it. Well, maybe that's why you are where you are. Narrow is the way small is the door it's not popular it's not fashionable but I tell you what it's fulfilling it's incredible it's cheered my heart today to see 13 and 14 year olds here uh, on stage sharing their story of how God is transforming their lives from so many different things does it not raise your heart does it not encourage you I'll tell you why they are where they are because they went through the small gate and they found the narrow way and they left the madding crowd going their own way will you join me today in doing that and will you join me as we dedicate our lives again to him and say oh God I repent I turn away from the way I am going and I want to follow you Pray with me. Let's close our eyes right now as we pray. And I could pray for two people that might be in this, or two types of people that might be here. You might be listening online and you're thinking, what on earth is Phil on about? Has that guy gone crazy? Well, maybe I have. I'm crazy for God. Because I know what it was to be crazy with torment and so many things in my life I was unhappy and fulfilled but Jesus came in and I have never ever been the same again it might be illogical it might not make sense to you and that's the reason it's called faith is that we cross a line of faith the stuff that just does not make sense the reason it does not make sense is that if we knew it all we'd become God ourselves wouldn't we Father God, we come to you through your grace that you made possible through the life-changing power of Jesus Christ. We thank you that the Garden of Gethsemane, that he surrendered his life, he got on his knees. He said, not my will, but your will be done. He took the cup that was his and he went to the cross died for our sins and purchased our freedom and rose from the dead so we 
could have eternal life. And you've made a way for us called the small gate and the narrow path. And if we would put our hands in yours today, you would welcome us in. So right now online, if that's you, get on your knees right now. If you're here in his house, put your hand up. Show me I'm coming to Jesus right now. Lord, I want to accept you into my life. If that's you, raise your hand. I see you. I see you. And for those of us, the other category that I want to pray for this morning. You're doing it your own way. Notifications from heaven are coming every day saying, accept, accept, accept. And you're hitting ignore, ignore, ignore. There's a patch from heaven waiting to be installed in your soul. There's a security update that will make sure your security and your plan for life is safe. There are new features and new benefits that he wants to install in your life. But you've got to be prepared to sit down for a moment and say, God, will you update me? Will you, will you change my thinking? Will you transform my life? Will you help me to walk the walk? And those of you that are in this house today, there are those of you that I believe God is speaking to you, and there is an attack of the enemy taking place right now in your life that he's seeking to distract you from the path that he has for you. He is seeking to unsettle you, and you are paying attention to the lies of the enemy. Please, this morning, will you come with me through the small gate? Will you walk the narrow path? And will you today, afresh, put your hands in his and say, Lord, I'm following you today. I surrender, I get on my knees, I follow you today. If that is you, then online right now, if you're listening or here in this auditorium, you put your hands in the air and say, Pastor Phil, that's me, will you pray for me? If that's me, put your hands in the air right now so I can see you. I see you, I see you, I see you. Come on, let's pray, we're doing business with God right now. Come on, let's all pray and let's intercede right now for people that are making a choice today that will transform their lives from today onwards. Lord Jesus, we accept you. We accept your free gift of grace. Not by works of righteousness that we have done, but according to your mercy, you saved us. There's nothing I can do to earn this salvation. There's, there's no ticket that needs to be paid at the small gate. There's, there's no access that's restricted on the narrow road that we come to you today because that path has been built by Jesus, that door has been opened by the Savior for us to freely walk through it today. Lord, for those people that are making a first-time commitment to follow you, oh God, will you, Lord, will you help us to teach them the ways of Jesus? Lord, that they might become true followers of you and become your disciples. And Lord, for those of us that are surrendering and that we say, I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back. No turning back. No turning back. 
Come on, church, let's stand and let's praise and worship to God. This message was brought to you by ABC Church. For more information, please visit our website at www.abclife.org or search for us on Facebook or Twitter. You can also contact us by phone on 01269 596000.